Money Talk is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Welcome to Money Talk, the longest-running weekly personal finance radio show in Wisconsin. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300 List. Know the difference. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Spano and Mark Oswald. Morning, everybody. Here we go. It is uh, Money Talk Annex Wealth Management for Saturday, June 8th. This is one of our favorite weekends of the year because it is the 49th annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Happens at North Hills in Menominee Falls, and we're doing a split show. So I'm live at WTMJ here. Uh, our own Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, is out. Um, there's probably the calm before the storm, right, Dave Spano? You, you're, you're sitting there at North Hills, and the, the weather could probably not be better and it looks like a great day for golf tell us what you're seeing there yeah thanks danny it is an absolutely beautiful day at at the vince lombardi cancer foundation outing this is the 49th year of the event and we've been proud uh, to be a presenting sponsor of the event for the last couple of years and we, when we come out here it is an absolutely fantastic place to put out but i will tell you that uh, when we get to sit next to the all-time leading score of the green bay packers uh, mason crosby who is the chairman of the event uh, we're glad to have him well mason thanks for coming in today He's yeah, hand, handing the headset over. Okay. Yeah, we we got some uh, yeah some some different things going out here, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, all my teammates are here and accounted for, which is always uh, always the goal. And I'm so thankful for for them uh, giving their time to to come out and support this amazing cause and uh, the the former players and the the celebrities that uh, that share in this, and then and then the groups, the people that 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 pay to play as a, as a foursome and uh, and come out here and raise money for this uh, this amazing cause is is just just overwhelming i mean last night uh you know we did an ask at the end um, of the event and uh, raised over a hundred thousand dollars so uh just to just to know that so many wonderful people are uh are out in our our community giving of their time and of their of their resources to uh to help raise money to to fight this horrible disease uh is is just so special and and we've all been affected by it so um you know i I know, uh, I know that the, the fight never ends, and we're going to keep uh, doing our part to, to raise money and, uh, and awareness. Mason Crosby is joining us. He is live at the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Mason, uh, both you and your wife are, are, are doing a lot of heavy lifting for the foundation. Can you describe what it is that you guys are doing? Well, you know, uh, you know, our our stuff is more, uh, yeah, try to try to raise support, and uh, you know, I I, I kind of on my side of things, trying to get current guys involved, and uh, you know, bring bring the young guys down and show them what uh, uh, what Green Bay and what uh, what the state of Wisconsin is all about, and the the, the people that uh, that are here. So, um, kind of on on that side of things, and then, yeah, my my wife, uh, you know, she we we got to meet Barton Cherry Star uh, early on in my career, and. Uh, uh, you know, we just try to try to live every day, uh, you know, the way they that, that we know they they would. And uh, you know, my wife is 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 a saint. Uh, we have five children, so uh, uh, 
in her spare time, she's able to, you know, give her time to come and, and help causes like this and, uh, and to do wonderful things. And I'm just so thankful to, to have such an amazing uh, partner to, to be able to share this with. Mason, let's talk a little bit about, here it is, uh, we're on June 8th. Um, you're a current Green Bay Packer, of course. So where are you within your, your training regimen and when do you report to camp and, and what does the rest of your summer look like? Yeah, so we, we just finished our, our kind of organized team activities, the voluntary aspect of uh, off-season, and next week we, we start uh, the mandatory mini-camp, so I think we'll have two or three practices next week, and then we're, then we're off for five or six weeks before uh, training camp, and honestly, that's when, you know, kind of my... You know, my real focused, uh, you know, intense training to, to prepare for the season starts and uh, just kind of building, uh, you know, towards the, that, that September, you know, that first game. So, yeah, my, uh, my off season's kind of morphed, you know, five, six years ago as, uh, you know, as I just kind of continue to learn and uh, make sure that, that my body is, is ready and fresh once that season starts and uh, try, not to, try not to push myself to a point where, uh, where I fatigue uh, too soon. Listen, when the coaches uh, are driving around in carts because of Achilles ruptures, uh, you got to be careful, right? Yeah, you got to be. It's it's dangerous out there. So uh, yeah, they uh, yeah, a little different. Uh, you know, just you know, feel bad for for that happening to coach. And uh, but but he's all over the practice field. So now in that cart, he's able to kind of see more and uh, and be everywhere. And uh, sometimes they'll sneak up on you in the, in that cart. And um, but he's yeah, he's he's a good sport about it. And uh, you know, really just kind of kind of take it in stride. And uh, you know, it's it, it was definitely unfortunate. Not not what he was hoping for in his. Uh, uh, his first year as the Packer coach. This is Money Talk. We're live at the uh, 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Mason Crosby is joining us. Speaking of carts, uh, I don't know if you were out on the course yesterday. I know you're going to be out today. How is your game and uh, what kind of course is that? How, how do you like playing it? Yeah, I've obviously played out in this uh, for a long time, and uh, the course is just immaculate. I mean, it's uh, it's in perfect shape. Uh, the the green, the rough is thick, so if if you're not hitting the fairway, it's uh, it's brutal. And then uh, the the greens are are what uh, really protect this course. I mean, you're playing in a scramble, and it's uh, you know five guys get a look at a putt, and uh, just never really able to you know to make all of them. And uh, you know usually 18, 20 under when these uh, types of things. I think you know traditional it's 14 to 16 under you know guys are just really having to grind to, to make putts and uh, and get this thing done so uh, yeah it's it's a fun course for a scramble and it's amazing that uh, the the Lombardi uh, classic has been here for 49 years in a row yeah we'll keep an eye on Dave Spano he could be your sleeper yeah, you know, yeah, we're playing together today, and I know he's been working on his game, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna get some. I, I I got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna get hot today. Yep, uh, Mason Crosby is joining us. Um, we've got about a minute left. I just want to say that um, you know this is gonna be a special weekend for both you as a current Packer, and then probably all of the legacy players who are out there on the course, uh, thinking about and talking about, and and really. Um, just the greatness of, of Bart Starr. I hope you guys have a great weekend talking about him. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate it. And it is, it is, you know, you know, we're saddened, obviously, uh, you know, with uh, with the passing of Bart, and then uh, just the the fact that I think this year is the first year uh, in 49 years we don't have anyone um, 
from the Lombardi era here. I think uh, there were some some different things that happened, uh, you know, with uh, with guys, and uh, just so so some of that is uh, is surreal thinking about uh, you know kind of that that era uh, not not being present. Well, and you know you know for sure for those of us with faith, you know that this is not this is a celebration of Bart because uh, you know That's it right. was well done, good and faithful servant for for Bart Starr. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, going to miss him, and uh, but his presence will always be felt. Yep, for sure. Mason Crosby, you have a great day today. We appreciate what you do for Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. Thank you. Great. Really appreciate it. All right, Mason Crosby. Uh, we've got more players coming up. Josh Bidwell is going to be coming up as well. Dave Spano is out there. we got the first uh, 30 minutes live at uh, North Hills for the 49th annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Back in a bit, this is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, WTMJ. Money tips that don't cost a thing. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Yeah, show's a little different today. Um, we love this weekend. Uh, we are a, a presenting sponsor of the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. And this weekend is the 49th at uh, North Hills. It's a beautiful day at North Hills. A fantastic course. An important, uh, really an important um, uh, uh, fundraiser. In fact, last night Dave Spano is joining us from North Hills. Dave, can you tell us a little bit about uh, last night in the gala? It sounded like a great time. Well, the gala was last night at the Fister Hotel, and it's really between Friday and Saturday night of the event. And, uh, you know, here we are at gorgeous North Hills Country Club, and we get a chance to interact with a number of the players uh, that are in, involved with the, the Golf Classic. But uh, last night, our own Greg Matzik had an opportunity to talk to Josh Bidwell. Yeah, and Josh, as we all know, is a Packer uh, through his heart, even though he played in some other teams, but uh, is, a, is a Packer at heart. And he had an opportunity to tell his story, Dan. Uh, with uh, with Greg Matzik last night, so I'm going to turn the mic over to you, uh, and you guys can have a chat. Got it. Okay, we're going to switch uh, switch microphones and headsets. Uh, Dave, that was Dave Spano, and uh, Josh Bidwell is joining us. Uh, good morning, Josh Bidwell. Good morning. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Um, I, I certainly remember your story, and it sounded like it was a very compelling story last night that you told at the gala. But um, it, Packer fans will remember this for sure. I mean, you were. You had both the highest and the lows. I mean, you, you got drafted by the Packers, and then shortly after that, what happened? Yeah, drafted uh, in April, moved out to be with the team, went through training camp in the first three uh, preseason games, and then um, Sunday morning, uh, heading into the final preseason week, uh, was announced the starter for the uh, the Packers, which is, you know, every person's dream for sure. Um, and then three short days later, I found myself hearing the words, you have cancer, and I'm on a hospital bed, uh, having my first surgery of uh, two major surgeries before heading into uh, several months of chemotherapy. So everything fell apart pretty quickly at that point. You know, and, and you really fell fell victim to what is kind of the, the young man's cancer, which is testicular cancer, which was, you know, it sounds easy to say, but highly treatable. But the, the Packer team and the Packer Nation really rallied around you. What do you remember from those days? Yeah, it was incredible. You know, I, I, my timing was poor. You know, it's always bad timing to get cancer anyway, but uh, my timing was such that uh, I was three days away from uh, opening day roster, and if I were to make the opening day roster, I would have had NFL insurance. And so in between college and that opening day, I was without insurance, uh, not even realizing it at that point. So um, I was going to be staring a $100-plus-thousand-dollar uh, bill, uh, knowing full well that didn't matter to me. I'll have to spend the rest of my life trying to pay that off. But uh, 
the Green Bay Packer uh, organization coordinated several things. They weren't allowed to pay for my bills technically from their own pocketbook, so they coordinated special events for me. The players themselves just in the locker room donated a significant amount. Um, I even had community members, grade schools, uh, raising money to help pay for my medical expenses. So the entire state of Wisconsin was behind me during those times. Yeah, that was fantastic, That, which I'm sure you're looking back, it, it just seemed very natural. That's the way Wisconsin is. That's the way the Midwest is. That's the way the Green Bay Packer organization is. But but probably at the time, it was bewildering. I mean, here you're a fairly young kid, and you're flung into this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I'm flung into it in an area that I really only spent a few months in. You know, I barely got to know my teammates all that well and certainly wasn't able to plug into the community the way uh, the community responded to come to my aid. But uh, that's what makes an event like this so special for me specifically is to be able to get up. Um, I don't have those opportunities. I live in Oregon. I don't get out here a whole lot. But to have the opportunity to express my deepest gratitude of myself and now my family of six um, to the Packer faithful and the people of Wisconsin for what they did for me all those years ago to help me uh, become a 43-year-old uh, man with four children and a ministry and, and a heart for others um, really means a lot to me to, to say those thank yous eye to eye with the people of Wisconsin. So I really, really valued last night. Absolutely. Now you're itching to get out on the course, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. We had a lot of fun um, last night, a lot of fun yesterday on the course, and uh, I've already met a lot of great people today, so I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time. You sound good. Life is good, and we sure appreciate the time. Thank you, Josh Bidwell. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It is a special day. We are live at the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Uh, Annex Wealth Management is a presenting sponsor. It means a lot to our company, an awful lot to our company. Uh, just want to tell you real quick, um, if you are looking for a trusted fiduciary fee-only partner, we would love to uh, raise our hand and at least have you kick our tires. You can go to AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button. Back with Dave Spano out on the course in a bit. This is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. From simple investments to stock advice, back to Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. This is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. Saturday, it is June 8th. It's a special weekend, uh, kind of a split show. I'm back at WTMJ. Uh, we are live at the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation uh, Golf Classic, and that's where we find Dave Spano. Dave, you've had a, a busy couple of days. I heard you were at the Wisconsin Sports Awards uh, uh, welcome at the gala last night, and then today. Today, here you are at the at the golf course. Yeah, fortunately, my wife is here because yeah. this is the first time I've seen her in a, a number of days. Yeah, it's been a busy couple of days, but uh, just shows you, so you the scene that is here, here in Wisconsin, uh, uh, particularly during the summer. It is a fantastic place night, to be, and all of the events that happen just uh, remind us uh, of where we are. And again, the reason why we are here today is the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. And many years ago, as you'll hear later in the show, Bart Starr was the person, the first original executive director, and had been that for a number of years. He was involved. And, of course, we're very sad to hear of his passing. Uh, and Mason Crosby did pick up, and Mason and Molly Crosby picked up the uh, baton and has run with it. They have done a fantastic job. And I look over to my left right now, and, and Mason Crosby is about to uh, get everybody to tee off, which is the 1030 tee off. But uh, our, our involvement here has been, uh, has been excellent, Danny, as you well know. Um, talk a little bit about the Annex Wealth Management team that's out there now. Of course, Dirk Felsker, Chief Investment Officer, may claim he's the best golfer. Offer, but how's his game been? 
address every Well, his game is pretty good because he doesn't work because his hard guy <laughs> do it. So therefore, That's right. Therefore, yeah, right. So therefore, he spends more time on the golf course. We also have Matt Greinke here, uh, and he uh, is from our Appleton office. And, you know, we, as you uh, tell all the time, there, we have offices around the state of Wisconsin. But you think about the statewide brand. The Green Bay Packers are a statewide brand. Lombardi, I mean, you can't get a better name than that. And, of course, the fight for cancer. And these are all the things that we're doing uh, involved here today. But I look over here, and there are so many stars uh, around here. And everyone comes in for this event, uh, a two-day two event. And we're really happy to be here. And, you know, as you'll hear later in the show, when you get a chance to, to talk to Ben Haas, who's the executive director, the ability to raise money. We raised last night at the gala. Uh, they got to a point, Danny, and they said uh, we, uh, the Packers are going to support the Bart Starr Foundation, but they had what's called an impact grant. In other words, they wanted us to match $62,500. And in very short order, the room raised $100,000 even. In fact, Ben Haas was the final bid to bring it to that number. So that's the support that we have uh, in this community. Well, I, I know the Packers and I know Bart Starr means a lot to us. If, if you ever go to our Elm Grove uh, headquarters, you, you will see what we call the sports conference room. We have many to meet with our many clients, but there is a framed Bart Starr jersey. In about a minute, can you tell the story of that, Dave? Yeah, funny story. A couple years ago, uh, Greg Matzik was the auctioneer, and there was a framed Bart Starr uh, with, you know, with, with some rings, uh, rings involved in it, and we wanted to bid it up, and I kept bidding it because I really wanted it, and somebody in the back of the room kept outbidding me, and I didn't know until finally Greg Matzik finally said, Spano, Mason is not going to back down. I never turned around to see who was bidding up. It was Mason Crosby in the back of the room, so I stepped back. Mason got it. It's the 15th of 15. That's all that Bart Star had signed, uh, but of course they, they, they showed up with a 14th or 15th, and that is the one that we have in our sports conference room. Uh, but it's uh, if you ever see Mason Crosby in an interview, you'll see uh, the assigned Bart Star jersey right over his shoulder. That's fantastic. Dave, have a great day today. Thanks for joining us. Good. Thanks, Danny. Thank you very much. That's Dave Spano. He is live at the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation uh, Golf Classic. Annex Wealth Management has been the presenting sponsor for a couple of years now, and so we really, really support that and really believe in that as well. Still more to come. we got some... Uh, um conversations that we had a little bit earlier with the executive director of the Lombardi and it's good stuff some really good Bart Starr stories that's on the way on Money Talk get professional help with your portfolio this is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ Though the difference, it's Team Tech Trust. It is Lombardi weekend, and we had a chance to sit down with Ben Haas, who is board president. Well, what a beautiful day it is at a beautiful course and a fantastic organization. Uh, we're glad to be involved, and we're glad to have Ben Haas here, the board president of the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate being on. Great event, uh, as always, but this is a special year because uh, of your long relationship with Bart Starr. Yeah, special might be an understatement. You know, when you think about the, the beauty of this organization right now is its growth, but one of the things we always have to maintain and balance and honor is our, is our legacy. We've been around 49 years. This is our fourth year with you guys. And in 49 years, every one of those, Bart and Cherry Starr, have been part of this organization. In 1971, three guys, Ted Levenhagen, uh, Clarence Dittmar, and Don Tendick Sr., sent Bart and Cherry Starr a letter 
to say, hey, uh, Vince has passed of cancer. We'd like to put on a golf outing at North Hills Country Club in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. And so, Ben, so Mr. Lombardi died in 1970, and then in 71, the foundation started. Is that right? That's right. And these gentlemen uh, wanted to raise some money in the fight against cancer using the Lombardi family's name. So they sent Bart and Terry this letter asking um, preemptively, would you consider having a meeting with us? We'd like you to consider being honorary chair people for the event. And so they drove up and uh, they got to Bart and Cherry's house. Imagine, you know, back in the day, right. being able to send a celebrity like that right. a letter and show up at their front doorstep. They sat down with Bart and uh, there's zero hesitation from Bart. Bart said, um, you know, I'm sorry, but we are not interested whatsoever in being honorary chair people for the foundation. Uh, however, if there is the capacity for us to be executive directors mm. and be intimately involved in how we raise money in the fight against cancer, then we're all in. No kidding. That is the type of man he was, and Cherry is, and Bar Jr. is. You know, when he um, passed, I was at my house, and, you know, full disclosure, I was cutting the grass, and, uh, I, God, what's going on? It's a Sunday afternoon. My phone's blowing up, and I, the board was all over me to, to let me know that he had passed. And I, shed, I shed a few tears. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, certainly a loss for our foundation, and a loss for the Packer community and a loss for Wisconsin. But the world, you know, I, I don't know that the world is producing people like Bart, Bart Starr Star, anymore. Right. You, anyone that you would talk to in our organization has a Bart story. And so I have a couple. So, you know, when you, you're around Bart, he never said, this is the way it has to be. This is how you should act. This is what you should wear and what you should say and when you should do it. And I was a, a minion on our golf committee. I was running around on the course, putting up hole signs and changing garbage cans. And, and you uh, were excellent at it. I was it. amazing at yeah. it. I was efficient. I think they got me promoted, actually. You, I mean, you, were, you had the rubber bands <laughs> yeah. to go around the garbage <laughs> yeah. can. That was yeah. excellent work. Yeah. yeah, I was innovative at the time. And I got a call that said, uh, hey, Ben, Bart is not going to golf today. He's twisted his ankle. And uh, he'd like to go around on the course and shake hands and do a little putting and thank people for supporting the foundation. And I was all excited. You know, I had been, I had been tabbed to, to take Bart around. I come, you know, screaming up to the clubhouse in my cart. I'm all sweaty. I got my, my hat crooked and uh, actually on backwards. And uh, he looks at me and doesn't hesitate. And I say, hi, Bart. I'm, I'm Ben Haas. I'm here to pick you up and, and, and take you out on the course. And he looks at me and says, young man. Are you in a gang? <laughs> because your hat was on backwards? Because my, my hat was on backwards. Oh, that's funny. And that's the type of guy he was. And yeah. I quickly turned it around, you know, said, I'm sorry, Mr. Starr. I've been busy today. I won't let that happen again. Right. And I took him around. So, Ben, are you in a gang? Um, not anymore. <laughs> not, anymore. not anymore. All right. So, you know, well, you said you had a couple of stories. So I think, uh, Danny, I think we want to we want to keep him around for just another segment. What do you think? Sure. Ben, can you hang out a little bit? Yeah, it sounds okay. great to me. We're at Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation, the 49th annual golf outing at North Hills this weekend. Special show. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, WTMJ. Time is money. Make the most of yours with Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. So the difference, it's Team Tech Trust. This is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. Special weekend, it's the 49th annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation golf outing at North Hills. I'm with Dave Spano and also Ben Haas, board president of VLCF. And we're sitting around just kind of reminiscent about Bart Starr. How can you not talk uh, greatly about Bart Starr, the initial executive director of the foundation, Ben? And everyone has a Bart Starr story, as, as, we, as we talked about. You have a couple. Let's, let's, let's continue on our 
conversation? Well, I, I, I gave you the last one. Uh, again, in my early years on the committee, I had run in. We have a makeshift office at the club when the event goes on. I ran into the office to, to do something, and lo and behold, there's only one other person in the office, and it's Bart. And I've never introduced myself to him. Other than your gang initiation. Other than my (laughs) gang initiation. And um, I stuck my hand out and I said, hi, Mr. Starr, I'm I'm, I'm Ben Haas. I'm on the golf committee. And I was stuttering and stammering. And he was squeezing my hand tighter and tighter and tighter. And my heart is like ready to come out of my chest. And he says, Ben, I'm not too fond of Ben's right now. And at that point, I almost hit the floor. Right. And I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Starr, I, I, you know, stuttering, stammering, <laughs> right, I, right. I don't understand. And then he winked at me and he goes, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, right. Exactly. It was the week that he had uh, got into it, a little bit of an entanglement. And that's right. the kind of guy Bart was. I mean, he had, he had a standard and he was a leader. And um, I'll tell you, we've learned a lot through him in terms of how we approach this event. You know, certainly when you think of leadership and the things that he taught us all individually, I think of you guys. You know, you guys stepping in to be title sponsor is a huge deal for us. That has had a major impact in, in terms of what we've been able to do in the fight against cancer directly. We've been able to send that money. It has even more importantly created an energy in the event and it has pushed the community. It has, it has gained more support corporately through osmosis, through your leadership, Dave, and your involvement. And so well, I don't we're, think- we're, we're glad to be involved, Ben, as you well know. But I think everyone would like to know about some of that expansion and growth that you've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, great question. I mean, we have, when you think about the name Lombardi and when you think about the word cancer, those are two pretty powerful things. And our board has really gotten energized around the impact that we believe we can have. And so we have done great work here in southeastern Wisconsin through great institutions like Aurora. And now we've been able to expand nationally. So we are in the state of Texas. We've been in the state of Arizona. We've been in the state of Alabama. Uh, We are... Uh, receiving uh, the Happy Gilmore checks at golf events right. around right. <laughs> around the, checks, the PGA right. Tour. Uh, we have a sister golf classic in Dallas, Texas now. We've been able to send money to Madison at UW Health. We've been able to send money uh, right in Bart's backyard at Children's Hospital in Birmingham. Our reach is, hasn't been this wide in years, and so it's and, been and really so you, exciting. You know, so Ben, so there originally is the Vince Lombardi Cancer Hospital here uh, related to Aurora, uh, and now you're touching around the United States, and I mean, you can't be more proud of the of the work that's been done here. Yeah, I mean, our roots and our bedrock with Aurora are, are strong, and uh, we've done some great things with them. And thanks to that partnership, we've been able to kind of catapult and uh, reach some of the space that we haven't been able to touch before. Not that I'm a social media guy, but I see you sitting and, next to Ben. He's not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I see you with Aaron Rodgers. I see you with all kinds of stars around around the country. So you are a social. No, I think you you actually sent it to me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's been the door. There's certainly some cool stuff that comes along with this uh, in terms of of the people you get to meet and uh, the folks you get to interact with. Underneath it all, everyone's puts their, their pants on the same way and their shoes on the same way. And underneath that, 
Everyone wants to help this organization. The name garners a lot of attention. Cancer is is wide reaching, and so it's a great great combination. Well, I want to again thank you for all of our work uh, over these these years. Next year, of course, is the 50th anniversary, but uh, this year we're we're very happy to be involved, and of course, celebrating Bart Starr's life. Thank you so much, Dave. I can't thank you guys enough for your involvement. This is Money Talk Annex Wealth Management. It is 1047, Saturday, June 8th. Very special weekend, the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Don't settle for less. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. And we're back. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Team Tech Trust. Good weekend. It's the 49th Annual Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation Golf Classic. Before things got going, we sat down with Derek Felsky and Mark Oswald because we always like to do the week in review, Mark. Well, certainly we should be looking back right now, Derek, on what happened this last week. You know, we had a bad May when you start thinking about the S&P 500 in general. We had the big run-up from Christmas Eve into May, and then we pulled back a little bit. Quite the different story this week. Yeah, it was. Monday morning was was weak again, but the market closed reasonably strong. And then we were up four days in a row. Uh, S&P up over 4% for the week. Company by strength in small caps and technology stocks and healthcare stocks. And a really very broad-based rally with very few exceptions. You started to see a little bit of volatility in the market, a bad May, now a good start to June. It kind of gets to that underlying topic that we talk about all the time, about being in the market, having exposure to the market at all times, and not trying trying to time the market. This week supports that theory. It, it certainly does. And it's one of the things we always look at. We talk a lot about that fear and greed index. And again, that thing got in the low 20s at the end of last week. It was 21 on on Monday. And it just reflects how investors are behaving and acting. So for example, credit spreads, one of the key components there. There is not much fear of recession currently in the fixed income markets as evidenced by the performance of high yield. And frankly, you know, given the talk on various levels with was a jobs report or trade, the fundamental backdrop in the United States still remains fairly bright. Let's talk about those two things because they certainly were big elements of what happened in the markets this week. The jobs number came out on Friday, 75,000 jobs created in the United States. The number was expected to be around 185,000. So big miss there. Unwrap that number a little bit for people. We focus more on the longer term trends. So if you recall, Mark, last month, the report was way better than expected. So the trend in jobs still remains uh, very strong. But I think the one one key element there is that there's an absence or lack of skilled labor, and that may be hampering employers from f- filling job positions that they need to fill uh, and are un- just unable to find qualified workers. So for. when we when we were in February and we had a bad number, we said, hey, it's one data point. Let's not overreact to that. Is that the same thing here now in May where we have maybe a reduction in some of the numbers that were previously reported? So maybe the jobs number is coming down a little bit and wage inflation was muted a little bit. Those two things together kind of lead you to believe that there may be some softness in the economy. I think we are seeing that. We're seeing that in retail sales. We're seeing that in auto sales. Uh, We've seen that to some degree in housing. And the economy was very strong last year. And we mentioned also that Q1 GDP of up 3.1% was unlikely to be replicated in the second quarter, primarily because inventories were built in the first quarter and borrowed from future growth. The other thing we have to talk about, of course, this week was trade and tariffs again. Mexico was certainly on the front burner. We have a Monday deadline right now for the implementation of a 5% tariff on goods coming in from Mexico. And China remains an issue as well. What's going on with trades and tariffs? I think we've seen this pattern over and over again. The president, you know, makes a statement. Everyone assumes it's going to occur. Um, He's a negotiator. They've met with the Mexican delegation in Washington 
They say there's some progress. They say that they may not go into effect on Monday. There was some opposition from the Republicans about this. And what it was a pivot for the first time we were talking about levying tariffs, not for economic reasons, but for political reasons. That was a big change. All that leads me to believe that we have to have a conversation about what the Fed might be doing next, jobs, trade, and what that means for global growth. More of that next. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. And we're back. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Team Tech Trust website, AnnexWealth.com. We got on a roll there, but let's pick things back up. For sure, Derek. We talked about jobs and bad number on Friday in terms of jobs created in the United States in May. And certainly what, what has been going on with trade and tariffs. The big question, I think, for people right now is what impact does that have on the Fed? We talk about rate raises and the great pivot of the Fed, you know, and and everything that's happened there in terms of what we expect the Fed to do going forward. We got a meeting coming up in 10 days with the Fed. Do we expect a rate cut at that meeting? Currently, the market does not. The, the market is looking for a 25% probability of a rate cut in the June meeting, but a 70% chance of a rate cut in the July meeting. And the other thing that was that was reinforced this week is several Fed governors, including Jerome Powell, the chairman, spoke about the markets and talked about the tariff situation. And they did leave open the possibility that they would cut rates if these tariff tensions boil over and cause the economy to slow dramatically. I kind of felt like the market kind of overreacted in a sense, because if the economy does remain in good footing and there is progress with China in the interim, the idea that the Fed would cut rates when unemployment is at 3.6 percent, wage inflation is 3.1, you know, and, and there are no real signs of, uh, of overly exuberant growth globally, it didn't make much sense to me. And I think we just have to be a little bit cautious about how we react to the Fed and their pronouncements, particularly in light of thinner summertime trading, possibility of negative headlines out of China and the like. And you look too, Derek, at the fact that we are looking at a single data point. We talked about that in earlier in the segment. Will the Fed be data dependent? Will they wait to see what the next jobs number looks like? Because you do have that meeting coming up in June, and then at the end of July, I think it's July 30th and 31st, and then you jump into mid-September, it would be the next Fed meeting. Would the Fed wait, and what does the market do during that pause, maybe creating some volatility here in the summer months that leads to the opportunity to rebalance your portfolio and look at your holdings? That advance we saw on Tuesday was was really exceptional. Six to one was the best breath we've seen since March. The market had been its most oversold since Christmas Eve. 
It was for sure we were likely to bounce, given just the way things were set up. And going into the summer month, I tend to feel like you trade smaller, uh, you rebalance, you take advantage of short-term volatility. Uh, for example, we've talked a lot about how healthcare has lagged most of the year while tech has led. And frankly, the FANG stocks took a bit of a beating early in the week, and some of the technicians are actually suggesting many of these stocks may have topped. And the political pressures are building there. There's lots of talk about antitrust provisions and the like. We've seen that in the EU. So there, you could see a rotation away from technology to more beaten down sectors like healthcare, transports, semiconductors and the like that are more cyclical. It's more cyclical type businesses, value oriented businesses, if you will. We talked a lot about the United States today in terms of what's going on in our economy, trade, tariffs, jobs, all that. What about the rest of the world? If we're having a softening here of our economy, if that's a possibility, is that also going to be a contingent around the world? I personally believe that the Trump administration has picked an ideal time in which to negotiate these tariff situations or these trade issues because the U.S. economy is clearly the strongest globally, both directionally and absolutely, other than China, of course. China grows at a faster rate, but I believe their growth rates are inflated, but they're slowing fairly dramatically. I think you've just got to have some exposure overseas because evaluations are compelling. There's a lot of negativity there. Their banking system is in disarray, but they will remain accommodative for the foreseeable future. Advice and opinions expressed during Money Talk are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.